Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1,929, the topic is in-depth and the title is, What Do My Clients Eat? I thought this would be a good podcast to pair with yesterday's podcast, which if you haven't listened to is a pretty good one. <laughs> I would hope that all of them are pretty good. But uh, yesterday's podcast was a Q&A podcast titled Writing Your Own Nutrition Program. A listener for the podcast had sent an email saying that, you know, they learned a lot from the podcast. They're kind of wondering where they should start. We had an older podcast, 1,232, which was titled Start Here. But that's a while ago, so it was good to kind of update that. I didn't present anything different. It's not that um, the information in 1,232 would be any different now, but it's nice to touch base on it again. It gives some extra uh, advice or extra tips. But that coincides with a document that we have on our website. You can go to www.brutalirongym.com, go to free nutrition education. The first document is create your own nutrition program. So that way you can use that document, create your own nutrition program. One of the questions or one of the concepts that people get like hung up on is what they should eat. If you listen to yesterday's podcast or if you've listened to my podcast over, over time, you realize that the most important components of nutrition are calories and then making sure we have enough protein and then trying to time our calories and protein properly throughout the day. I don't often talk about specific foods because they're just not that important. They're helpful in order to choose foods that you like, choose foods that digest at the rates you want them to based on why you're eating the meal or when you're eating the meal or what you're doing after you eat the meal. There's a lot of um, digestive preferences. Some people get bloated on certain foods. Some people feel no energy on certain foods. Some people have allergies you know, or negative reactions to different foods. So specific foods are important, but they're highly individualistic. Therefore, I don't talk about it much on a podcast because there isn't like these certain foods work best for everyone or these certain foods build the most muscle or these certain foods lose the most fat. It's really just finding the foods that fit your needs, your preferences. So in order to help with food ideas, I thought it would be fun to talk about what my clients eat. I picked three clients today uh, to go through, and partly because they came up quick <laughs> in the list of clients, and uh, I had just been doing their check-ins, so it worked out well. Uh, two are female, one is male. The first female is a uh, strength athlete. She has six kids. She We've worked together in the past for powerlifting, got an elite total, uh, top 10 in the world uh, at the time. And then she uh, we also got her an IFBB Pro card. So she was you know top 10 powerlifter, elite total, and we got an IFBB Pro card. She went on and had a couple more kids. We're coming back together to work again to continue to powerlift. We got another elite total <laughs> in a new weight class, and we're dieting our way down to our kind of original weight class that we had typically been in. So that's a little bit of her background and Although we are training for powerlifting, meaning strength, we still want to have um, muscular shape improvements, want to build up her glutes, flatten the stomach, uh, make sure the shoulders are nice and capped, well-rounded, have a good uh, look to ourselves. Uh, But 
then, of course, just be kind of lean. She doesn't need to be, you know, 0% body fat. We're not getting on stage uh, soon. <laughs> Maybe I could talk her into it. Uh, but we're, for powerlifting, we want to be at an optimal weight, uh, which means how, how much, like, what's a body fat that we can carry around reasonably well, not being too crazy strict in our diet or not be so restrictive that we have low energy or we have poor workout recovery or we're limiting our actual, uh, you know, strength potential, but we also don't want to have unnecessary weight on us. So she's a strength-focused athlete. However, we're still going to have muscle building, muscle shaping, and we're still going to want to be lean. Uh, so it's important to know that all three of those things are within our goals, even though it's a she's competing in just powerlifting. Another client is, um, she is coming from a place of being overweight. She lost a lot of weight, but in the process, she lost a lot of muscle, a lot of strength. So we're working to rebuild some of the strength, rebuild some of the muscle, but we want to let the skin tighten down. We want to still continue the process of fat loss, but not do it at a rate in which she's uh, losing muscle and strength as well. So we're trying to just basically do fat loss in a healthier way and in a way that allows us to muscle shape, muscle build, not just weigh less. So if somebody's overweight, say they're 50, 60, 70, 80 pounds overweight, there's not this you know muscle chiseled physique underneath. You have to actually earn those muscles. You have to go out and build them. Uh, so often when people diet, they start to realize, holy crap, you know, like women, unfortunately, sorry, uh, more more commonly than men, you'll go from a butt that's too big, like you'll want to get it less fat, but then all of a sudden it goes to like no butt, like a flat butt. <laughs> and they're like, what the hell? You know, like I don't, I want that bubble butt. I want that rounded uh, glutes. Well, you got to build those. Like they're not just under the fat. You have to actually earn those. You have to build them. You have to put work in for them. And that's something that surprises people. Men, they often get surprised in their shoulder width and kind of the broadness of their chest and shoulders, especially their arms as well, is if they're overweight, they're used to being kind of like a quote-unquote big guy. But as they lose fat, there's actually a lot of fat in the chest. There was a lot of fat in their upper back. Their arms had a lot of fat. So all of a sudden, they start looking narrow at the shoulders. They look thinner in the upper body. And a lot of times, they don't like that look. So you have to build the chest. You have to build the shoulders. You have to build the upper back. So that way, as the fat comes off, there's that muscle that's underneath. So that's what we're looking for for the second client is she's wanting to continue the fat loss, tighten up the skin, but rebuild strength, rebuild uh, muscle tissue. Third client is a male. He's actually a powerlifter as well. Uh, a little bit younger. Uh, I believe he's in his early 20s. So he's freaking beast. Golly. Crazy strong. <laughs> um, he has really good thick like legs, but we're wanting to build up his upper body. So it's fun in the sense that we cut a lot of weight. He went from, I think, the high what, 250s down to 242 uh, between two powerlifting meets, got stronger even though he lost weight, but while losing body fat, we're also still trying to build muscle in his upper body to improve his uh, bench press overall and to balance out his physique. So we're doing fat loss plus strength training plus muscle building <laughs> plus shaping. So in all these clients, if you notice, we're trying all of the goals. Why the hell not? Why would we not? You know? So I love that is we can achieve all of those if we 
if we have the right amount of calories, right amount of protein, the right timing. And then the specific foods come to that individual. So I know I yapped already a lot, but that's the benefit of these in-depth ones. I can yap all I want. <laughs> so uh, what I want to do is go through and give you uh, just a couple days worth of what they eat. So that way you can see what their goals are. What are our targets for calories, protein? And then what are the foods that they eat to reach those targets? And then that can help kind of uh, give you some ideas on what you could eat that still allows you to reach your goals. So for the first client, back to the female, uh, IFBB Pro, Elite Powerlifter, six kids, you know, everything. Uh, are, now for all these clients, I guess real quick, is the timing that we want for our calories and protein, the, the minimum detail of timing is about a third of our calories and protein in the first six hours of being awake, the first one third of the day. Then we want a third of the calories and protein in the second six hours of the day. And then the final one third of our calories and protein in the final one third of the awake part of the day. Uh, so that's typically how we break up the distribution. With some of my aesthetic clients, whenever we're getting on stage or we're getting closer to like contest prep stuff, we will start to time things out more specifically to their workouts. But in general, most clients, when we're not getting into like contest phase, uh, we just look for thirds. Uh, a third in the beginning of the day, a third in the middle of the day, a third at the end of the day, that kind of thing. Now, for the first client, our calories, we're doing a little bit of caloric cycling. That's just a fancy word of saying when we move more, we eat more, and when we move less, we eat less. So on training day, she eats between 1,800 and 2,000 calories. On non-training days, we eat between 1,400 and 1,800 calories, so 1,400 and 1,800. Now, for reference, she weighs about mid-130s. So 130s, relatively lean already, pretty good amount of muscle tissue, very active. We do a morning, uh, quick, like 20, 30-minute morning session, and then we do a afternoon weight training session, which probably takes about an hour, um, but it's lower volume, a little bit slower pace. Uh, just so we can get in the big lifts. Uh, I don't want to push her pace too much that limits the weight load we can use. So I catch the volume by including those morning workouts and then an accessory after the main lift. But the daytime main workouts are preparatory work, the main lift, and then like one accessory, one or two accessories. So that's uh, her structure. Now, her protein is 130 to 160 grams a day, and we try to keep her sugars under 80 grams a day. So again, calories are 1,800 to 2,000 on training days, 1,400 to 1,800 on non-training days. Protein is 130 to 160 grams of protein, and sugars is under 80 grams. So her protein, if you notice, is at her body weight or a little bit above, given the fact that she is pretty muscular already and we are very active. Now, looking through her day, how she actually uh, lists her foods for me is that she just kind of clumps them in um, at the end. So she uses my fitness pal. Uh, my, my, the second client uses my macros, and the third client uses chronometer. So I just have clients use whatever app they want. Um, I am looking forward to the day when I can make my own app. Uh, is because I would love to correct how these apps do these things. Uh, they do not teach well. They do not have these things structured in emotionally and mentally healthy ways uh, or teach people how to actually do this like the right way. So I want to make my own app, uh, but that'll come with time. <laughs> so um, if we look at uh, a, a Thursday, so this is a random recent Thursday she had, 
I want to give you some foods that she consumed. So she had a uh, Fairlife nutrition shake, like a chocolate shake. That's a protein shake, basically. Um, that's a really good way to get some protein in. Uh, it's just a quick, nice protein source. They had make like a 26 gram and then a 42 gram drink. Um, actually, my wife Meredith uses these as well. It's just a nice, quick little uh, protein boost, especially if you're not big on, you know, consuming a lot of meat. It's a good way to get a quick 26 grams in. She had uh, caramel corn, uh, which would be, you know, kind of like a just a treat. <laughs> uh, then uh, she had a protein powder drink in there. She had coffee with creamer. Uh, nuts and more which is a white chocolate pretzel thing like just energy uh, Dave's Killer Bread with uh, uh, also a bagel um, so those are going to be kind of like kind of carb controlled breads uh, where like for example the bagel uh, the half, half bagel just has 160 calories 30 grams of carbs now this is what I would want her to eat uh, to help give her energy um, you know, before or after the workout. She had grilled chicken. She had uh, grilled shrimp at Outback, Aha Tuna, Ahi Tuna, uh, bow tie pasta, Texas Roadhouse, filet mignon steak, and a Twix fun size bar. So that was her day. <laughs> now, I'm going to give you some other people when I give you theirs. I'll give you theirs in like actual meals. But this client, I want you to actually hear it the way that I read it in the sense that her and I have talked. She does well with timing her food. Therefore, it's easier for her just to enter all this into the day under the snacks section. So she just ends, enters it at the end of the day, all in one section of the day. And then we just know there's an uh, unwritten, like you can't see it, but she's spreading this out throughout the day. So if we look at this, she had 1,510 calories. So good off day. Um, now, if that was a training day, which typically a Thursday is a training day, she'd actually be a little under her calories. And then we had 153 grams of protein, 52 grams of sugar. Great. So she hit her targets, maybe a little under her calories. Uh, carbs and fats, I don't even care. <laughs> so um, it looks like she had 151 grams of carbs and 40 grams of fat. Who cares? Uh, if you're wondering how much like carbs and fats do you need, it's actually more so when you're eating what is it what do you want that meal to do do you want it to provide you energy right now or are you just eating to kind of sustain energy until the next meal you can listen to podcast 1021 is a nutrition podcast titled how much carbs and fats do i need if you can't find that old of a podcast on the podcast platform you're on you can go to our website www.brillarengym.com go to the podcast player we have on the homepage. underneath that are instructions on how to find older podcasts but carbs and fats i don't even i don't care uh now there are certain times i will write specific targets which you'll notice for the second client but for this client I don't really care. It doesn't. It doesn't impact our fat loss at all. Uh, impact our performance slightly. You know, if she does no carbs or very low carbs and kind of has low energy. I would promote her to try to push more carbs leading into her workouts because that could give her a little bit more readily available and easier to use energy. But in general, um, you know, people are very successful with high carb, low carb diets, high fat, low fat diets. So it's really eating what you need at the time that you eat. So there's another podcast we have called uh, what, what Makes a Good Meal Good. Let me find you 
that number. So what makes a blah, 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 blah. So what makes a good meal good? That's podcast 1,537. It's a nutrition podcast titled What Makes a Good Meal Good. That would be great to listen to as it then helps you decide, you know, at this meal, should I be having carbs? Should I be having fats? Should I blend those two? Uh, you know, maybe I want a little bit of 50-50 you know, so you can kind of decide what you need, but there's not a predetermined amount of carbs when you start your day that you have to consume, or um, you know, predetermined amount of fat. None of that's important. Uh, you just eat what you need at the time that you're eating. So that was a good day for her. Let's go to the day before. Uh, let's see if we have one entered here. Okay, there we go. So this day, ugh, she underate on this day. So we only had 1,260 calories, a little lower than our 1,400 target. 138 grams of protein still within target, which is good. Uh, and 147 grams of sugar still within target. So the food she had was the Dave's Killer Bread, that bagel, with also the bread slice. She had the nuts and more white chocolate pretzel, coffee with creamer, had the protein powder, uh, then it looks like we had a tablespoon of cream cheese. We had the caramel corn as a snack again. Bow tie pasta, chicken breast, Fairlife uh, chocolate shake, and green beans. So you can hear there's a lot of repeated foods, but a little bit of added variety as well. It's good to repeat foods that we know work well for us. I encourage all my clients to kind of make two or three options per meal. So that way they can have consistency, but a little bit of variety. So you're going to hear that they do consume similar foods often, but there might be small little differences here or there. Let's go to another day. It looks like on this day we had 1,535 calories. Good. 132 grams of protein. Good. 48 grams of sugar. Excellent. And the foods we had, cream cheese, cheese. <laughs> uh, the protein powder, coffee, creamer, nuts and more, white chocolate pretzel, Dave's Killer Breads, grilled chicken. Looks like we had shredded cheese, some turkey bacon, uh, Starbucks pumpkin bread, Texas Roadhouse filet mignon steak and dinner roll. There was a honey mustard dressing on a salad, green beans, and then again a chocolate shake, Fairlife chocolate shake. Great. Again, this is an example of some foods are repeated and then some foods are different or new. If you notice, between the three days we've discussed already, she's gone to Texas Roadhouse twice, and at both times she's had the exact same food each time. So she knows at each restaurant she goes to what are good uh, calorie-controlled and protein amount foods that are available at that location. So it's great that she's doing that. And that's also something I would suggest is to understand, okay, if, if these are the common places I go to, what are some options for meals that have calories I need and protein I need that every time I go there, I know that's a known option. I can get it if I want. And this helps us build consistency. She might not go to Texas Roadhouse all the time, but when she goes, she knows what she can have so she can remain consistent with her calories and protein. There you go. So that's an example of what she eats. Let's go one more day. Uh, let me find another day here. Uh, okay. So for example, she takes off on Saturdays and Sundays. She doesn't track on Saturdays and Sundays, but she kind of eyeballs it throughout the day. Now, given her history, uh, you know, two-time elite total, IFBB pro, we've been working together for many years before this, uh, she can definitely eyeball very well. I would not recommend that for other clients, <laughs> but she does a good job. So let's look at one more day here. Uh, what do we have? Grilled chicken breast, shredded cheese, the Dave's Killer Bread bagel and, and slice of bread, nuts and more, white chocolate pretzel, coffee creamer, vanilla protein powder, 
Fairlife chocolate drink, bow tie pasta. She had salmon on this day with green beans, caramel coin, corn, uh, a protein ball. No clue what that is, uh, but the macros on it look great. Um, then cream cheese and Cheetos. So she ate some Cheetos, but she was within her target. 1,671 calories, great. 145 grams of protein, great. 47 grams of sugar, great. So she did a great job. So you can see for her, she just lists all of it in one clump. We know that she's spreading it out pretty well throughout the day. We do weigh-ins on Mondays and Thursdays. She sends me what the weights are. We see what the trends are over the next, over like four weeks at a time. And we're trending well. Uh, so when we first started working together, I believe she was somewhere in the mid-140s or maybe high 140s. Now we're down, getting closer down to that 132, which is the marker we want for the uh, upcoming powerlifting meet. So she's doing great. Everything's great. Uh, wonderful. Well done. Okay. Let's go to client number two. So client number two, we said, was somebody who lost a lot of weight, but they lost some muscle and strength in the process. Skin's a little loose, so we want to tighten that up. They want to rebuild some strength, rebuild some muscle. Now, their targets are a little more specific because we are trying to control uh, cravings and kind of the body's response coming out of the very restrictive eating. So this client restricted a lot to get where they were and there's going to be some consequences of that with the body wanting to eat more when it believes like it can so we have to kind of get the body to be consistent get it to be healthy and do that for a little while before those cravings start to fade off so one of the ways that we control that is I she was doing really high fat before uh, but it was causing her to have really low energy. So I actually set her a daily goal of making sure she doesn't go over a certain amount of fat. It forces her to eat more carbohydrates, and that's going to give her better energy. And as long as we're controlling our calories, her, her body's going to learn how to intake carbohydrates, but not spark cravings. So we've gone through ups and downs with uh, pushing our calories, hold, pulling back on our calories, and uh, kind of having phases where we push and phases where we hold. So right now, her current targets, she has two high training days so where we have 1,700 to 1,800 calories. And then all other days, whether she trains or not, is 1,300 to 1,400 calories. She is hyper-focused on details. She's very detail-oriented. Love that. So I gave her, if you notice, only a 100-calorie range. Whereas the previous client on training days, we had 1,800 to 2,000. That's a 200 range. On non-training days, it was 1,400 to 1,800. That's a 400-calorie range. And then I told her was, if, you, if you're more hungry, eat to the higher end of the range. If you're less hungry, eat to the lower end of the range. With this client, we don't want to give as much of a variability because it's almost like if there's too much variability, she's going to wonder if she's doing it right. You know, if I gave her a 400-calorie window, it's going to be like, well, should I be in the top or the bottom of the window? I don't know where to be in the window. So you give them a smaller window, and then they just know to be in the window. And then also, it, it starts to spark um, a little bit of uncertainty as to how to understand how your body responds. So, for example, if she was had a 400-calorie range, she was at the bottom of the range, she might be more hungry but she might feel like, you know, I'm a loser if I eat more. Even if I'm within range, why can't I be at the bottom of the range? I should be able to be mentally hard, you know, hardcore, and I should be able to handle that. Even if I eat to the top of the range, even though it's within the range, I might get fat, so maybe I should be at the bottom of the range, and there's a lot of questioning. <laughs> so I want to eliminate a lot of that uncertainty for her. So I gave her just 100-calorie window ranges. So we have 1,700 to 1,800 on two training days. And then all our days are 13 to 1400 calories. 
Protein is between 120 to 150 grams of protein. Daily sugars, we want under 60 grams. And daily fats, we actually want under 40 grams. Now, how does she do? Let's look and see. So she has her, uh, she uses my macros and she puts her stuff into like sections. So I can actually see per meal. Uh, so meal one on this day was uh, Quaker oatmeal, some vanilla flavored uh, protein whey isolate, and some Greek yogurt. 36 grams of protein, 41 grams of carbs, four grams of fat, 340 calories. Great, well done. Meal two, peas, chicken breast, light mayo, and cherry tomatoes. Excellent. 34 grams of protein, 29 carbs, 9 grams of fat, 340 calories. Meal three is a protein bar. Great. 20 grams of protein, 23 grams of carbs, 8 grams of fat, 190 calories. Meal four is green enchilada sauce. Uh, Rotel, I don't know what that is, but I'm assuming it's some kind of pasta or something. Uh, Minced garlic, ground beef, 96% lean ground beef, and then bread. Uh, so she had thin sliced, 21 whole grain, and seed organic bread. I gotta look up what that uh, Rotel is. So, um, oh, okay. It's actually like a brand name of something. So maybe she was using uh, like crushed tomatoes or something to mix in with that meal. So that makes sense because it's a it's a low protein, low like almost no protein, point point four four. Uh, grams of protein, so pretty much none, and two grams of carbs. So it's probably some kind of tomato sauce. So green enchiladas sauce, uh, some crushed tomatoes, minced garlic, 96% lean ground beef, and then some bread. Did a great job there. 50 grams of protein, 43 carbs, 10 grams of fat, 452 calories. So if you notice, like meal one was 340, meal two is 340, meal three was 190 calories, and then uh, meal four is 450. Pretty good job, kind of blending that out, evening that out throughout the day. Total calories was 1,401. She did a great job. We know that our daily target is 1,300 to 1,400. Uh, one calorie, <laughs> zero difference. Absolutely insignificant. Great job there. Uh, 40, 32 grams of fat. She did a great job staying under 40. Uh, 20 grams of sugar. Did a great job staying under 60. And 141 grams of protein, which is excellent. That's right in our range of 120 to 150. Really good day. Kicking butt. Excellent job. Okay, the day before, we're looking at this. This is a workout day because she has one of the meals labeled pre or an intra workout. So that's pretty easy to tell then that that's a workout day. <laughs> so she has Gatorade Fruit Punch uh, powder mixed with vanilla whey isolate and then she throws in a collagen uh, protein there as well so 32 grams of protein 26 grams of carbs 0.5 grams of fat 237 calories and she has that before the workout kind of drinks it during the workout excellent love it I hate fasted workouts uh, definitely good to have some some food coming in there protein and or carbs uh, post-workout was the uh, whole grain bread some black forest ham and swiss cheese excellent 25 grams of protein, 36 carbs, 10 grams of fat, 316 calories. Great. Meal three is chicken breast, uh, Joseph's flatbread, which looks like a pretty low-carb uh, flatbread. Um, and broccoli, uh, ricotta cheese, and a hot cocoa mix. Ooh, yay. That sounds delicious. 40 grams of protein, 53 carbs, 11 grams of fat, 457 calories. Great. Then meal four is Greek yogurt, the whey isolate, and then... Nature Valley Oats and Honey Protein Granola. That's actually a pretty good snack there. Uh, 30 grams, 35 grams of protein, 20 grams carbs, 2 grams fat, 
250 calories. Great. Did a great job. So total, total daily calories, 1,310. Excellent. Total fat, 25. Excellent. Sugars, 40. Excellent. Protein, 134. Excellent. Great job. So you can see there like some of the food choices she's making and then how she spreads her calories throughout the day is we have 237 before the workout, 316 after the workout. So that's a relatively condensed time, you know, within like probably a two and a half hour span. She's having both of those. And then she has a like 450 calorie meal in the middle of the day and then a 250 calorie meal to end the day. Great job. So she has more of her calories kind of in the middle and beginning of the day, tapers it off at the end of the day when her activity levels are low. Wonderful job. We'll go through, do another one more day with this client. So this is another workout day, Gatorade Fruit Punch, Vanilla Whey Isolate, and the Collagen Chocolate Protein. Excellent. Same numbers as before. Post-workout, same thing. The whole grain bread, Black Forest Ham, Swiss cheese. Excellent. Meal three was low-carb turkey chili, Greek yogurt, and mini pretzels. Awesome. And that was still a good meal. 50 grams of protein, 45 grams of carbs, 9 grams of fat, 462 calories. Excellent. Then meal four was the uh, Greek yogurt, the granola, and the whey isolate. So excellent job. Total calories, 1,353. Excellent job. Total fat, 24. Excellent. Sugars, 39. Excellent. Protein, 156. Hell yeah. So great job. So you can see some of the food choices she's making. And again, the consistency. So the pre-workout is the same. Post-workout is the same. But her meal three gets to be a little different each day. So she gets a little bit of variety there. And then at the end of the day, she'll either have another kind of fun meal or she just has a standard meal. But that's, again, a great idea is to get a couple options. So that way you can choose from the options. But if you want to have a little fun on one of the meals, no worries. You just add up the calories, add up the protein, make sure you're you know somewhere near your targets. And then uh, you're good to go for the day. So excellent job. She's kicking butt. Client number three was the male powerlifter who also wants to lose fat but also build muscle. <laughs> uh, now his daily calories are between 3,200 to 3,500. And protein is 240 grams minimum. So you can hear quite a bit of a calorie difference there and quite a bit of a protein difference. He's a large fella. He's got a lot of muscle. Very strong. Uh, so we can have a lot more food. Now. He uses chronometer, and if we look through the uh, daily numbers and daily foods, let's go through. Okay, so in the morning, he has a Fairlife chocolate shake. That seems to be quite uh, the trend for these clients. Great, love to see it. Uh, Purdue chicken breast cutlets, mashed potatoes, and garlic bread with butter. Wonderful. Uh, it's a good meal there. 60 grams of protein uh, with that breakfast. Um well, actually, if you add in the shake, uh, it's actually going to be 100 grams of protein, 230-ish grams of carbs, and about uh, 70 grams of fat. So that's going to put him... Um, oh, I see. Okay, my, my bad. I got the numbers wrong. Okay, we're going to start over again. <laughs> so I was reading the wrong section. Uh, so Fairlife Nutrition Shake, he has that in the mornings, 30 grams of protein, 150 calories. Great. The breakfast, which was the chicken breast cutlets, mashed potato, and garlic bread, is 1,100 calories, 45 grams of protein, 120 grams of carbs, and 55 grams of fat. Now, that might seem insane. Like, oh my gosh, he has 1,100 calories for breakfast. Hell yeah, he does, and hell yeah, he should. Because if you're going to get up to 3,000 calories by the end of the day, you got to eat pretty, pretty damn big meals. You know, so that's good. It's a very, very, very good meal there. Uh, really good protein content as well. So really good. Love that. Meal two, he has uh, Greek yogurt. It's the 
Oikos, I don't even know how to say that, Oikos Triple Zero Blended Greek Yogurt. He has plain bagels and some bacon. And great job there. That actually ends up being 800 calories, 60 grams of protein, 100 grams of carbs, 16 grams of fat. Wonderful. Meal three is uh, some orange juice that must be pre-workout. And then after workout, he has white rice and chicken breast. Wonderful job. Well done. Um, 3,119 calories. Perfect. Well done. Great day. 250 grams of protein. Spot on. Very good day. Very, very, very good job. Now, let's go to the day before. This would have been a non-training day. Uh, Now, for you, if you noticed on his numbers, we simply just had daily calories between 3,200 and 3,500. I don't have him doing... um, calorie cycling via what he eats i am actually using calorie cycling based on his activity so on days that he burns more i know we're going to be a little bit in a deficit on days he doesn't move as much we're going to be a little bit of not a surplus but closer to the maintenance because he's actually going to be recovering on those days and i want to make sure that we have enough carbs and fats coming in to be protein sparing so the protein goes towards muscle building and strength increase and then on his training days he's super intense very active and he has good energy at this level i don't need to give him more calories on training days so we're actually going to use the training days as a little bit of a caloric deficit uh, to help uh, kind of push fat loss but his protein intake is very high and his recovery days are very high so that's actually still allowing full recovery so it, it's a little bit of different science um, based on the mindset of how people are going to be responding to training and food. So I do change that based on each individual client. Some clients, they want to eat more on days they train more because they that feels like that gives them better energy or it's an incentive to train harder because they got to eat more. Other clients, like this one for example, if I had him eat more on training days, he'd probably be annoyed because... The amount of time and effort and preparation it takes to get into the training, but then having to eat even more, that's going to be very frustrating and annoying and overwhelming. So it's actually easier for him not to have to eat more on training days. So I change the numbers that I have clients do based on whatever the preference of that client would be, uh, emotionally, mentally, and actually physically. So this is why I love uh, doing this job because you can make things perfect for the individual but it's also why i probably am very crappy at answering questions um for example i was with my wife and we were at a dinner recently and somebody said what's the easiest way to lose weight and i look like a deer in headlights because i just looked at him i was like well it depends like i don't like i don't know anything about you i don't know what would be easy for you so I laugh because whenever anybody asks me a question, I always give them questions in return because I need to know more about them before I give an answer. And to me, it's an enormous red flag if you ask somebody that question and they would just spout an answer out to you. So if you walked up to somebody and said, what's the easiest way to lose weight? And they gave you a specific way to do it, good God, red flag. (laughs) Because they don't know anything about you. Uh, so, for example, if people, if you would say, well, you, you know, you can just give an easy tip of, you know, it's caloric reduction. No, maybe they're overweight because they inconsistently eat or because they're actually over-restrictive. You can be overweight from under-eating. You can be overweight from inconsistently eating, and then you can be overweight from overeating. So to give just a blanket advice just because you assume the person is overeating is shit advice. Like, that's like... Boo on you. That's not good for you to do that. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't be that person. Uh, So I 
look like a crazy person because people are like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I help people with nutrition. And then they ask me a question. I'm like, oh, I don't know how to answer that <laughs> because I don't know anything about them yet. I have to ask questions. But hopefully you can see uh, through the information I'm presenting today that all three of these clients, their numbers are slightly different. Why we have them set up the way they are are different. The actual numbers that we track are even different. It's depending on what's best for that person. But what what is consistent is calories and protein and timing. So it's the same things I tell everybody all the time. It's what I do with people like the one client's an IFBB pro and an elite level powerlifter in two different weight classes. But yet we're doing the same things as I'm doing for the person who isn't an IFBB pro or isn't an elite powerlifter. Still the same freaking numbers. It's the same stuff you're looking at. So there's commonalities in what you would track, but there's individual aspects in how you reach those numbers. So, okay, back to the third client. Let's go through another day. Um, this was a non-training day. Uh, so in the morning he had a Sour Strips Rainbow. I don't even know what that is, but I'm assuming that's some kind of candy. <laughs> uh, maybe he went for um, a ruck. So this client goes uh, rucking on the weekends, just a little extra walk, uh, just for some extra you know, physical movement. So maybe that's what he was doing. Or if he just wanted some sugar in the morning, oh well. He, you know, he has 3,000 calories to play with. He's fine. So then uh, breakfast, we have a bagel, some bacon, butter, and the Oikos Greek yogurt. Great job. 1,200 calories, 68 grams of protein, 150 carbs, 41 grams of fat. Excellent. Uh, meal two, white rice, chicken breast, carrots, and more white rice. Uh, awesome. Uh, very basic, but wonderful meal. Very um, vertical diet-esque there. <laughs> Stan Efforting would be proud. Meal three is beef steak, sirloin. Grr. Man, I'm a man I eat meat. Uh, love it, because that's what I do all the time. <laughs> so, uh, very good. Uh, good meal there. Great protein. Uh, so, well done. Meal four is Fair Life Chocolate Shake, uh, Orange Juice, and Fruit Punch. Cool. No worries. Uh, you can definitely have that. And then he just made a note that he had his supplements by the end of the day. Great. So, 3,184 calories, 238 grams of protein. Well done. Excellent job. So, you can see, like, with him, he has a little more leeway in 3,000 calories. He can have some sugary foods. Even the first client we talked about, the IFBB Pro, um, you know, Elite Total, she had a Twix. She had some candies here and there. Uh, you know, the client number two who's trying to lose weight, we have the Gatorade Fruit Punch before a workout. Sugar is not going to hurt you if you're going to go use those calories. So it's just making sure that you time your sugars correctly to when you're going to use them so that way they're not being consumed and then not used. But... I thought this would be fun. I know I'm probably just gapping at this point. I think you got the I think you got the point of the point <laughs> is that for everyone, I do exactly what I talked about in yesterday's podcast was we we figure out the right amount of calories, figure out the right amount of protein, and we try to distribute those pretty evenly throughout the day. And then for each individual, they pick the foods that they prefer. They try to make sure there's enough protein in each meal. Like we talked about that podcast of what makes a good meal good. Do they want carbs in this meal because they're about to work out? Do they want higher fat content at this meal because they're about to go to bed? Uh, we just kind of pick and choose that based on 
the moment we're in. And then for each of the clients, they have a couple options in food choices that they know are stable. They can have those when they want. Uh, the one client, when they went out to eat at the restaurant, they had the same food every time because they knew that was a good meal. But yet they still have some variety and some variability. They can have some fun in a meal. Uh, they just want to make sure they count their calories and protein and make sure it still adds up to a good day. So that would be something I would suggest is to just focus on consistency. So figure out the calories, protein you need. Try to blend that out throughout the day. Good timing. And then just focus on consistency. You know, how many days in a row can you hit your calorie targets and your protein targets and uh, make that a sustainable and lifestyle way of doing it? Okay, so hopefully that was helpful. Gave you some ideas on specific foods. And just hopefully you get a sense of freedom in just eating what you like as long as it hits your calories and your protein, as long as you spread it out throughout the day. And... If you're having carbs, it would be good to have them before a moment of activity. If you're having fats, it's probably better to have that when you're not doing much. You don't want to consume a bunch of fat and then go try to work out. You're probably going to feel horrible. Uh, but likewise, I don't want to eat a ton of carbs and just sit on my butt doing nothing. Um, you do want to kind of put that food to use so there's not as much uh, surpluses and deficits uh, micromanaged throughout the day. Okay. If you have any follow-up questions, if you need anything, just reach out. My email is brutalironjim at gmail.com. If you're interested in coaching for both training and nutrition, we have that option. But we also have a nutrition-only coaching option if you were unaware of that. You can go to our website, www.brutalironjim.com. Go to the one-on-one -on -one services page, and then you can learn more about the services we have. I work with personal trainers and people who open gyms. They're business clients. I have full-service clients where I do the nutrition and training, and then I have nutrition-only clients. And Actually, the most people I use that for are youth in sports to make sure they eat enough. Their parents want to make sure their kids are eating enough and staying healthy. So we do that as well. And then non-client consultation, that's always an option. If you just want to sit down and chat, tell me about your goals, ask any questions, and I can answer them for you. Okay. If you need anything, let me know. If you like the podcast, please share the podcast. If you like the podcast, please consider donating to support the podcast, which you can do on our website. Also, if you like the information we share in the podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. You can find us and follow us on Instagram and YouTube under the name Brutal Iron Jim. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.